think his car had broke down and he was on his way to work and he ended up skateboarding. And it was just so refreshing and it was so relatable, especially if you know the backstory. What's going on, futurists? Welcome to December. This is your captain speaking, Michael Zakan. We have had some turbulence in the cockpit, but now the future looks bright and I'm bringing it to you through our future, the business podcast for young people where you, the listener, will get exclusive industry insights and career advice from some of the brightest minds in the business world in short, high energy episodes designed for the leaders of tomorrow. Today on this podcast, we are going behind the scenes at one of the most hyped companies of our generation. And that is TikTok. It's the new king of social media that has revolutionized the way we connect and has become the very epicenter of culture. Joining me today is none other than Kayla Dixon, brand marketing manager at TikTok. She's been with the company since 2018 when it was just a little lip syncing app and now it's pretty much everything. Along the way, she was responsible for masterminding the company's wildly successful college ambassador program. So she really does share some amazing insights about how to activate that young audience there. And with this episode today, Our Future is launching its very own TikTok page. So check us out at Our Future HQ. And we're so hyped up about it. We're going to give away a bunch of TikTok t-shirts and you can win some awesome merch if you subscribe to our newsletter at our website, ourfuturehq.com. It's also linked in the description of this podcast. And when you get Sunday's newsletter, there will be a hidden puzzle. And if you solve it, email our DM us back and we're shipping you some sick TikTok merch so you can rock the brand wherever you go and wherever you create. Okay, let's dive into this amazing combo with Kayla Dixon. So Kayla, the first question I ask all the execs, the founders, the incredible business minds that come on the show is when you were my age, when you were 20 years old, like what did you envision yourself doing? Uh, did you ever see yourself uh, being like a brand leader for a super exciting like social media platform, for example? That's tricky because going into college, I think the hot question is like, what are you going to major in? What are you going to be? Even my parents were kind of on me, like in the sense also like, are you sure that's the direction you want to go? Um, as far as myself and like where I wanted to be, I wouldn't say I envisioned, I knew I wanted to be in marketing. However, I went to Berkeley and they did not have a marketing major. So in my mind, I didn't quite see a clear path to get into being in the marketing, like being on the marketing side and a marketing major. Um, so to answer your question, I was 20. I had no clue. Um, I know that sounds kind of sketch, but I feel like a lot of students are feeling that way. So I think it's college is a discovery period to really kind of figure out what direction you want to go. I've had friends who like halfway through their junior year been like, oh, you know, I think I'm a switch major. So it's just the discovery period. So me at 20, no clue. I usually say the 90-10 rule, which is 90% of my guests say they did not ever envision uh, for their career what they ended up doing. So it's just interesting to, to, to ask that question. It's always a, a good response. So I think it's so interesting when you arrived at TikTok. It was 2018. The company had just merged with Musical.ly. And it was really focused on lip syncing content um, and music. Um, when you arrived at the company, were, were you thinking like, wow, this could be so much bigger? Or were you like laser focused in on the kind of core content that was being distributed on the platform at that time? It was, I would say, teetering both ways. Because when I first started, no one really knew what TikTok was. And it was, it was like... 
from the marketing side, you're still trying to get our name out there. So it was kind of just like half explaining what the app does, what its potential could be. And at the same time, you were battling, like what you're battling and overcoming, trying to overcome what we, what we formerly were with Musical.ly. So it, it gets a little tricky just in the sense of you have, you're trying to establish a brand, but at the same time, you're trying to fight the misconceptions that came from Musical.ly. So that was really a struggle from like the marketing team and really trying to make sure our strategy addressed that head on. So I think the next thing I get at is, you know, TikTok, like when we all use it, like we, all the content delivered is so personalized. Like it's always so entertaining, so interesting. Um, you know, the algorithm's really powerful and the, the platform almost markets itself, right? Like it's running and delivering amazing content to the users as opposed to other co companies, which have to like pick, you know, and try to make things work, but it just runs for you guys. So my question for you on the marketing team is how does that kind of automation uh, that running in the background, that marketing for itself, how does that enable you to spend time on other kind of more higher level areas uh, of marketing this brand? Part of me wants to respond by saying, does that mean we're doing that good of a job that it make, we make it feel like the app runs like and markets for itself? Um, but at the same time, when it comes to being on the marketing team, it's really about giving a voice to our users and basically helping expand and show what exactly is the platform has to offer. For example, we just did a campaign around learning on TikTok and it really dives into like all the different things you learned that while just, you know, kind of just chilling, relaxing on the platform, I think it's really interesting. It's kind of like this passive learning, it's not in your face. So we really like to um, highlight like different communities and different avenues you can really find on the platform because um, it's not just what people hear about lip syncing and dance. A lot of headlines were made when uh, the ocean spray guy uh, otherwise called the Idaho man, otherwise called Nathan Apodaca, uh, filmed a video cruising along his longboard, sipping some ocean spray. And it set off this chain of, of events that just grabbed culture and, and brought a mirror to it. And that's kind of what the platform does. It's at the epicenter of, of culture. So I just want to know on the marketing side, what was it like to see that occur and, and to see someone's life change like overnight on, on the TikTok platform? I really love that you said we're at the epicenter of culture. We really do feel like culture starts on TikTok and Dogface, which is kind of what we call him internally with marketing. Okay. He is a very good example of someone who has um, really helped spark different things that have started in culture and like spread off platform. Being on the marketing side, it was so crazy to see. So there's numerous teams and you have, you kind of get those little messages like, hey guys, like this one's really, you know, starting to pop off. He's very, he's very, very true to himself. I don't know if you know the backstory, but it was, um, I think his car had broke down and he was on his way to work and he ended up skateboarding. And that really leans itself into what's so unique about our platform is everyone's just bringing their true authentic self to the platform. Like this is what, this is what, that's what happened to him on his way to work. He just captured it. And it was just so refreshing and it was so relatable, especially if you know the backstory. But that's something that really lends itself to the platform is this form of self-expression. And I really think that's what people leaned into that really made it go viral. Yeah, if you look at other platforms like Insta, right? Everyone's so dolled up. Everyone's so, they're, they're putting on a show, right? Um, but the platform, TikTok isn't like that. I think people love raw stories. People love... You know, they just love to see like what it, life is really like. 
Um, it's something we're thinking about as we create a media brand that tells stories in business. It's not always all fun and games. It's not always sexy headlines and marketing stunts. Like there is a, a grind behind it all. And, you know, it really isn't, uh, you know, there, there's definitely, we want to bring some of that expression to, to this like career advice industry that we want to like disrupt and build a name for ourselves within. So, yeah. So when that event happened, right, like ocean spray was, was shouted out indirect, like they got all this free marketing and then they joined in, uh, got him a truck, et cetera. So it just shows kind of the connection between like brands and companies on TikTok. Um, so we recently spoke with Chris Brandt, who's the CMO of Chipotle. And as you know, like they did the Super Bowl ad, they work with uh, David Dobrik uh, through a black card. So I guess like, has it been interesting for you to see like more brands like make their way onto the platform um, and start to do like creative things? Um, how, how has that been on your side to, to watch? It's really cool to see, especially in the different segments. So fashion, for example, has hit a whole new stride on TikTok. I don't know if you saw our fashion show that we did during the fashion month, but we teamed up with like Alice and Olivia, which is essentially a clothing line brand and they're part of our fashion show. But going back to like that self-expression, it's being a little bit more raw. And I think it really makes brands seem relatable and they seem more like a person instead yeah. of actually being like this facade where you're like, hey, I'm a brick and mortar or whatever the brand is. But it creates like a personality for the brand. And I think that has really been a great entryway for different brands of jumping on the platform and even not only like retaining their certain like audience they already have, but finding new audiences just um, just because of how they're giving a face and a personality to that brand. Definitely something that, you know, as, as business and career education content, we're super excited to dive into uh, going forward. And with this, this amazing kind of uh, uh, impetus here with you guys. So the, the next thing I've been at, so Kayla, you have spearheaded the TikTok ambassador program, which has been a huge success. And, you know, as college kids, there are a lot of companies that try to come on campus and pick out people to rep their, their brands. Um, so a lot of companies have tried this. Most of them have failed. So why do you think that the approach you guys went with for the ambassador program was uh, kind of better or unique compared to what other companies have tried in the past? I'm going to take you back just a little bit, just so you know about where we started and where we ended up at. And when we first started, because we had those that rollover feeling from the Musical.ly days, the college students did not see TikTok as cool. And think of it, I don't know if you have any siblings, but I'm an older sibling and what was cool to your younger sibling wasn't cool to me. So I was fighting that head on with the ambassadors. And not only were my ambassadors feeling that, so were um, the other students they were trying to market to on campus. So the TikTok College Ambassador Program is currently on 100 campuses, and we have hundreds of students across the nation who are essentially trying to make those moments on campus around the brand TikTok. Kind of like making your day with TikTok attached to it. Mm -hmm. We're really unique. Our program is really unique because we don't have something tangible. We're not handing something out. We're not, we don't have a subscription. So the way we've been marketing the program is all about creating these moments that make your day. So for example, we host karaoke nights, trivia nights. We did a social responsibility event where essentially you would bring in um, gently used clothing, like for example, a shirt, and you would swap it in for TikTok merch. And we would then donate all those gently used items to um, a shelter. So we've been doing very various things on campus, but at the same time, we've done bigger 
events, not just like siloed with just the ambassadors, but we've also done free food trucks during midterms um, on different HBCUs. We hosted um, HBCU Proud Scholarships. And at the same time, we've also done some concerts. We, not gonna lie, we had one planned that was pre-COVID, um, but we're really excited to um, start re-engaging those back. Yeah, you said something really interesting there about like my day and like capturing campus through TikTok because like the way people like experience a college campus with, if they don't have the ability to tour it is like virtual like maps and like pictures. But like the fact that students can become representatives of their universities through TikTok is really interesting to me. And maybe there's in the future, like you, the universities and I don't know if do universities used, are they, are they using TikTok? Yeah, I'm building our 2021 strategy right now. We're going to make a really big push to onboard more campuses. Um, not just their campuses, not just the campus, but the mascots as well. Um, there's different, like or the Oregon Duck, for example, he's on, he's on the platform. Um, so we're really trying to like move into this state of like getting um, more college related, college related aspects onto the platform. So not just the university or the college, the mascot, but even the clubs. We've actually onboarded 110 clubs so far this semester alone, just on the different campuses. So it's really interesting to see, for example, the latest one I saw was rock climbing. There's a rock climbing club and then they show how they keep it all COVID friendly. Like there's a brush to clean it and everything. It's really exciting to see. Listeners are at colleges with a variety of different majors, maybe a slight bias to business, but at the end of the day, everyone has these diverse interests. So how, how, how can, they, is there a way for them to reach out to you guys to get involved, uh, to, to show interest in the ambassador program? Um, and, and kind of how does it work if a student like is really interested in, in repping the TikTok brand and, and diving deep into uh, to building and connecting on the platform? Yeah, so at the beginning of each semester, we come in and I believe we usually post during link on our LinkedIn page as well. Um, but even if you have a rep on your campus, which you go to Michigan State, right? I think we have- University of Mich, of Michigan. <laughs> my, my apologies. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference. We're rivals. We're rivals. There's a difference. Yes, but we do have four ambassadors on your campus. So like that's one way that you could potentially um, sl slot yourself in. We do a lot of like referral programs with our own reps. That's um, one way to um, enter the program. But at the same time, we do post on TikTok um, when we have openings open. Even just following our socials, we do also post different on different platforms when we have openings. Uh, Marcus Collins, he's a great Michigan professor, you know, studies cultural marketing. You know, I was talking about, you know, the, the things that make people move are from their friends, like from their own communities. It isn't these high up influencers. It's really like what your friends are doing. So really great that you guys were able to activate the college market. It seems uh, obviously such a successful program. I guess to round out the edges, uh, we'll, we'll move away from the specifics and kind of uh, open this up to like, what is your piece of career advice to a student uh, launch, you know, wants to rocket their career, um, maybe just graduating college or will, will do so in a few years. What is your piece of advice uh, to them? I'll give you a few. Okay. Um, All right. Off the bat, stay in touch with your friends. I think people don't realize the value of networking. Like my first job right out of college was um, my dad's childhood friend needed someone temporary in their office and it became like a whole job for me. So it's just like stay in touch with your friends no matter how old you are. At the same time, when you are networking, and you are reaching out. So I have a lot of students that kind of tap me in my LinkedIn. Um, one, I apologize to everyone I have not got to, but two, at the same time, make it feel 
like you're just not asking me for something like what can like what can I not get from you but like make it feel collaborative make it not just feel like you're tapping on my door and I need something for you and I expect you to help me I think there's something about a way you approach someone if you do if you are looking for, to network with someone who's outside of your um, own network and then I'll also say I'm a person when looking at resumes I really like when you or whoever is applying actually show what specifically they've done. Like, I want you to toot your own horn and almost every line, like every bullet of your resume. So numbers are super key, even if like to my ambassadors who are on the campuses, if they host an event, don't just say you hosted an event. How many people came to the event? How many impressions? How did you market the event? You know, what was the takeaways? Like, not that all that goes in your resume, but just show like what specifically you um you did and how that could be an asset to whoever hires you ladies and gentlemen that was kayla dixon giving us a peek under the tent at tiktok and we're more excited than ever to be launching there today ourselves so check us out and my final request for you is to leave us a review of our future on apple podcast to boost our brand and remember to stay frosty peace out team